Welcome everyone to the Stupid Sexy Podcast here on CKCC Radio. I am Chris and that is Dan. Just like I'm podcasting nothing at all. Nothing at all. Uh, Dan, what do we review on this this podcast? I believe we are attempting to and will most likely fail at reviewing every Simpsons ever. <laughs> well, the problem is there's still more Simpsons coming. It is kind of a problem. And when we are on our shit, we are doing one episode a week. And when we're not, we're failing miserably, but... <laughs> so, as as evidenced by, we started this at the beginning of this year, right? Yep. It is the end-ish of... It is the end-ish of May. And we're not even through season one yet. And we're not through season one. Tells you right there, but yes. We'll... Don't worry, because, like, there's only, like, two, three episodes left, so we'll get there. We're getting there. We're doing stuff. But yes, this is a uh, this is season one, episode season ten. June by June. Yes, no, not uh, that fast. No, by the end of June, maybe. Uh, episode number ten, Homer's Night Out, originally supposed to air before the episode we reviewed last time, which was Life on the Fast Lane. So, so you know that would make more sense because that would be like an escalation thing going on back to back episodes. Correct. And uh, never quite figured out uh, why, why they, they switched it. In a different order? When it wasn't like, you know, well, we messed with the order because the first episode ended up being the last episode. That's like, no. Because that was like everything went in pretty much order since that, after that. So. Interesting. Uh, yes, this is another one of the uh, the, the classic season one tropes that came out of The Simpsons, with uh, where Bart is just trying to be sort of a, I really say a prankster, he's just trying to be a troublemaker, and his actions have some relatively dire consequences, although in a lot of ways you can't really fault him for it. He just, he reads a comic book, hears a, sees a bunch of ads that are dumb, and then he sees the spy camera, and he's like, oh, yeah, that's cool. A little camera. That would be cool. Exactly. That would be cool. Is uh, a female man here? <laughs> the female man. <clears throat> female carrier. Male carrier. Female carrier. I, I like how, how Lisa's like, okay, I'll go with your pun. But we'll go slightly less sexist with the pun, okay? <laughs> exactly. So, first off, we get another real intro. We get a chalkboard gag. It's Bart going, I will not call my teacher hotcakes. Which is slightly disturbing. Because hotcakes, as a nickname for your teacher, is just terrible. Do you not have many hot teachers? You know what? Honestly, I don't think I ever did. I think I've had two attractive teachers in my entire life. I can't think of any that made me go, oh yeah. Not even like college or anything like that. Which is funny. Learn in college, there's no ugly chicks in college. They don't let them in. Well, of course, then if you see, uh, you start seeing, like, your friends who became teachers, and you're just like, oh, yeah. 
guys are going to have a crush on that one, on that one, on that one. But no, I don't think I ever had any. <clears throat> and uh, the couch gag is the whole family squeezes in, but they can't fit. So the couch literally bursts, just implodes on itself. You're saying that they're fat! So, we have to do a six-month transitional period here first. So, Homer gets on the scale and realizes he's 239 pounds and starts freaking out about that, which is really not that bad. If I was 239 pounds, I'd be like, woohoo, almost my goal. 239 is only a little heavier than I am. (laughs) So... Yeah, he's like, I'm going to exercise every single morning. And he's like, hey, Marge, uh, going out, you know, my assistant, Eugene Fisk, he, uh, yeah, he's, uh, hooking up with some girl from radiation. That's like, oh, that's nice. And then it goes about, he's gained one pound. No, it's the exact same weight. He's just like, 239, I'm a blimp exercise every morning and now Eugene Fisk yeah, is like, his oh own. hey yeah Eugene Fisk is marrying that girl from from radiation just like I thought he was your assistant now he's my supervisor <laughs> because of course he is so I like that Bart's going through the comic ads and he doesn't buy into any of them like x-ray specs the hypno coin but the spy camera that's totally legitimate that's the one that's legitimate so he does the mail-in thing, and for six months, the mail lady's just like, every single day for the past six Email months, carrier. where's my spy camera? Where's my spy camera? Where's my spy camera? And of course, he's going with it. Here's your damn spy camera. It's just a teeny, tiny little oh, camera. That's all he it thanks is. her, though. He thanks her. He's, oh, he's thanks a lot. Virtual. Bart does have manners. He's just... He's just a selfish kid. Um, So let's address Bart's spying for a second here because his spying is not spying at all it's no, not it's literally just like hey hey picture <laughs> yeah hey here's a picture <laughs> he yeah because he gets he gets his he gets his mom shaving her armpits he's taking a picture of his own butt mom taking a picture of his own butt no oh, how would i do that and, of course, he gets Homer doing exercises. But he's just standing there, just being so obvious. Like, he just opens the door and takes the picture. It's, always, it's that simple. Yeah. Go shoot some nature photos. So he shoots a roadkill squirrel. Oh. But yeah, that's, uh, that's Bart for you. So this all leads up to Homer announcing that he's going for a party for Eugene Fisk. And Marge is like, that's not some kind of stag party, is it? Uh... No, of course not. It'll be a dignified affair. So Marge is like, all right, kids, we're going to go to the Rusty Barnacle for dinner. Just the four of us. And Bart's like, ooh, who dropped out? And of course, he offers Bart a kid's menu, and Bart somehow is able to order a squid platter off the kid's menu. (laughs) What does he order it with, Dan? What does he... What's his drink here? Oh, it's extra tentacles. Yes, extra tentacles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, when it comes, he turns green immediately. Yep. But uh, they're given the uh, the Eugene Fisk. His dad's given the big speech and everything, and 
it's fucking boring and too touchy feely. And then they realize, oh, we're gonna we got some fun coming in now. Everybody starts drinking and having a good time. And Marge is like, Can you ask those guys next door to tone it down? He's like, Yes, aye aye, ma'am. He goes into Davy Jones' locker, which is the private room. He's like, Hey guys, keep it down. Hey, shut up. Justin knows the bathrooms were labeled buoys and gulls. <laughs> which I thought was pretty freaking funny. So they present Mr. Eugene Fisk with a belly dancer as his bachelor party entertainment. Carl actually does Carl does the presentation and his voice sounds just like Mo and Lenny's voice is not accurate either because their voice actors are reversed in this one. Which is one of the uh one of the trivia people pieces. Yeah, because their voices sound different because they literally were the opposites. So real quick, I'll pull up the uh, the voice list here to try to pull up uh, who was who. Because I think it's, uh, yeah, there's Hank, Hank Azaria was Carl and Harry Shearer was Lenny. And that's not the way it's supposed to be. Harry Shearer becomes Carl. Hank Azaria does Lenny. But in this episode, it was reversed. Because of course it was. It's season one. We're still experimenting, right? So you gotta figure it out, right? Because then we, because all those Simpsons shorts had like, like all of that time had like two or three outside characters of the immediate family. Exactly. Right? So it's like, so we we haven't built a huge cast yet. I mean, the only big outside characters that debuted before the show became an official show was Krusty, Itchy, and Scratchy, and Grandpa. The only characters that ever made appearances. Everybody else was pretty much a, a put-on. Or a, a one-off, or whatever. Or there were really, a lot of those episodes didn't even have secondary characters, so. <laughs> so Bart has excused himself from the table because he got sick seeing his squids. And as he's heading out of the bathroom, he decides to spy in on the... Uh, Davy Jones locker party and witnesses his dad dancing with a belly dancer. Princess Cashmere. Who speaks without ever moving her mouth, by the way. Like, she actually says words and they never animated her lips moving. So Bart snaps a photo of his dad dancing with a belly dancer after he just put money in her G-string and creates the first viral photo. And oh man, does this photo go viral. It's not even hot, dude. <laughs> well, this is big fat fuck right there. Like it's like awful. Martin's into it, but Martin's probably oh, because we're kid. talking about second grade kids, right? Second to fourth grade kids on the yeah. show, right? Yeah, they're fourth grade kids, and Martin's probably a sheltered kid anyway. So, hubba hubba. Yeah, Bart joins the camera club at school so he can develop it. And I also like the the other kids are like trying to overanalyze Bart's work. And Martin's actually the one who's just like, who's the sexy lady, Bart? Oh, I don't know, but that's my pops. Millhouse is just like, Bart, can I have a copy? No. Uh, but I'm your best friend. Well, cross your heart and hope to die. Stick a needle in your eye. Don't show anybody anyone else. Don't give anyone else one. So, of course, they go to the copy machine, which, by the way, copy machine says five cents a copy, but the thing only takes nickel. It only takes dimes. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that means you're getting two copies every time. It says five cents a copy, and 
they put in the coin and oh, the coin says the coin slot says ten cents. Of course, <laughs> totally makes sense. What a ripoff copy machine! It's, it's literally it's literally it's a it's literally a fifty percent markup. It's double the price, man. They're making they're making fifty percent profit off of every copy that you put in. That's not cool. So yeah, of course the picture starts spreading because Lewis wants a copy because I thought I was your friend too, and he shows it to Richard, and the picture just gets around. Then finally, you get the dad who catches his kid with it, and he's just like, "I got to show this to all the guys." So then he starts faxing copies. It's around. like, "Hey, how dare you? Why would you have a picture like this? That's no, that's bad." Yeah. And then he's like, "Hey, goddamn son, <laughs> I got to show this to the guys." And then you start seeing just how viral it's getting people now it's now it's getting to the point where people are recognizing homer and then it gets like at the same time we see helen lovejoy gets it from a kid shows reverend lovejoy at the same time it's getting shown to mr burns yeah and lovejoy and burns know exactly who he is well burns doesn't smithers knows well of course mr burns was like who the devil are you Um, homer simpson homer simpson Wow, that was weird. (laughs) So, yeah, of course, it ends up at the gym where Marge works out. And she rips it down and is having a freaking fit about it. And, of course, there's Homer just on his way home from work. And he goes to the Quickie Mart. So before him and Apu are friends. So Apu recognizes him, but he doesn't actually know who he is now. Uh, it's got one of those faces, you guess. Uh, yeah. And of course, hey, buddy, shake it up. And the little kid's doing the Egyptian music. <laughs> the girls pull up next to Homer. He's just like, ooh, I still got it. And then as soon as he walks in the door, picture's literally thrust in his face. Uh, see, there's the thing, like, this shit's not his fault. I mean, the putting the money in is like the one thing that's his fault, right? Like, everything just kind of got sprung on him. It was like, hey, go up on the table. Oh, oh, hey, now you're dancing with the girl. Yeah, well, they were drinking, and he got encouraged. Right? And it's just like, oh. Like, it wasn't like, hey, get up there and dance with the girl. It was like, hey, get up and dance. Oh, hey, there's the girl. Yeah, like, pretty pretty much, then, yeah. Oh, here's your son taking the pictures. Like, he wasn't, like, going out of his way to do anything. And of course, Bart's like, that's my photo. And Homer goes to strangle Bart, and Marge immediately strangles Homer. <laughs> and then she boots him out of the house, throws a suitcase at him, gives him a tissue, and Homer goes to drown himself in most tavern. And Barney's just like, I'm not letting my pal sleep in a filthy apartment. So he brings him to his uh, lovely, his lovely, oh, the filthy motel, but it's his apartment that's just disgusting. And There's a thing, it's like regular disgusting. Like most filthy apartments, it's usually like a pile in the corner that's nasty as fuck. Yeah. It's just nasty everywhere. Pretty much, yeah. And Homer's sleeping on the couch while Barney's at a party just thinking about it. And then the kids are wondering when dad's coming home. Mr. Burns confronts him. Of course, that's actually one of the funnier parts is just... uh Burns is Burns is basically confronting him about his actions. He tells Smith to go. He goes, "I want you to teach me your ways, Simpsons, because 
I have been told that 50% of our power users are female. <laughs> they are unknown to me. And then, uh, Homer finally braves it up to try and go home and seek out an apology. Gets some encouragement from the kids and, you know, oh, look, Marge, I'm drinking milk and I'm not drinking it from the carton. What do I got to do, Marge? And Marge actually makes a pretty reasonable, thought-out thing about this. She's just like, you know, my, what's the worst part? You taught your son a horrible lesson. Now he's going to grow up and thinking that women are to be objectified. So Homer does what any good father would do. Goes out to teach Bart a lesson about respecting women. And in the process, gives him a lot of exposure. About every strip club, the... Oh, it's like it's, yeah, it's like mud wrestling. There's uh, foxy boxing. <laughs> oh, I love foxy boxing. It combines two of my favorite things: boxing and referees. <laughs> and uh, yeah, because you know strip clubs, pretty much all that stuff. Finally, they go to the Sapphire Lounge, and there's Princess Cashmere. So, like, oh, tell us about yourself. She's oh, yeah, like, she's like, got a different name in each place, though. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, well, my real name's Shauna Tifton. I hate rude people. And my turn-ons include a warm fireplace and silk sheets. He's like, thank you very much, ma'am. But, of course, her little birdcage rose into the air, and Homer is now dangling from it. Which is actually kind of crappy of her to basically, like, she's trying to kick. She's so upset about him ruining her moment that she's basically trying to hurt him. And they're, like, dangerously up in the air at that point. Yeah, really. Our boss will throw a fit. And then all Sam McMurray, voicing Gulliver Dark. Like a, uh, another million girls. And Gulliver Dark actually is a uh, a Tracy Ullman character. He was in various skits. He doesn't really become a big character, you know. The, in fact, the, the next time we pretty much see him is when he sings the uh, the Tito Puente song. In Who Shot Mr. Burns. And then that's basically the only other time he ever appears. So, yeah, we really don't ever see this guy. But it's Sam McMurray as the guest voice. His second appearance here. Him and Albert Brooks being there. Those old guest voices. But Homer crashes on the stage. And as soon as they realize uh, who he is, he's just like, Oh, you're the guy from the picture. Well, yeah, join me on stage. And... You see Burns and Smithers on a double date. <laughs> Probably because of Homer's advice. But Homer stops himself when he sees that Bart's watching and he gives an impassioned speech about respecting women. And everybody in the audience is, you know, they're all showing off their pictures of their kids and everything and talking about their wives. And then Gulliver Dark's like, I gotta go call my mother. And of course, Marge sees the whole thing and forgives him and they kiss on stage as Bart shoes away the audience, and we get a nice, happy ending to Homer's Night Out. Want to hear some trivia about this episode, Dan? Nah. Okay, cool. Well, good night, everybody. So, yeah. Uh, uh, I was like a podcast, nothing at all. <laughs> you just race to get your outro in. Uh, did you <laughs> notice that Bart's piggy bank was all glued and taped together because Homer shattered it in Homer's Odyssey? Yes. Yep. <clears throat> So, you know how they did the photo lab effect? It was actually pretty easy. They animated it in real color and then put a red gel over it. 
So the colors would actually be accurate, which is pretty good. First ever appearance of Carl Carlson, though not established yet. And Princess Cashmere, who does have subsequent appearances, but for the most part is a background character. And of course, the staff went around Hollywood taking pictures of strip clubs so they could get an inspiration for the interior design of strip club buildings in Springfield. Because, you know, research. Mm-hmm. Now, do you know what event inspired this episode with the fallout from the photograph? Do you have any idea? It's actually pretty damn funny. The Rob Lowe sex tape. The fall. <laughs> Yeah, the fallout of Rob Lowe's leaked sex tape is what ended up inspiring the reactions in this episode. So, that's one of those uh, <laughs> one of those really funny moments where they just had to get in there. That is literally the last thing I thought. Uh, the Fox censor stepped in. They did not want a straight-up stripper at a bachelor party. <clears throat> So, they decided to make her a belly dancer, although she does admit to Bart that she works in a strip club under the name April Flowers. So, good old Fox Censors had to step in on that one. Uh, the names of the girly joints were Florence of Arabia, Girlesque, Foxy Boxing, Mud City, and of course the Sapphire Lounge. And as the sign at Moe's said... It was ladies' night, and unescorted ladies drink free. Oh, yeah, it was one of the hottest ladies' nights they had in years. <laughs> there was, like, one nasty old woman in the corner. Well, that's it for Homer's Night Out. Thoughts, Dan? Uh, first chunk's pretty classic. Uh, and I'd say the payoff is one, is one of the more classic payoffs, too. I think they definitely should have aired this one in the production order and put it before Life on the Fast Lane. I think it would have made more sense that way. Marge could have been more upset at Homer and had a more meaning when she decides to go with it. And Homer is just nervous because, you know, he's been in trouble with this before. Putting it this way makes Marge's overreactions really, really... Uh, makes it really feel uncharacteristic for her. Like, like she comes off as just downright unreasonable as a result of the episode airing. So I think they should have done it that way. But Well, Dan, we only got three episodes left for season one. We'll be cranking them out, hopefully in a short order here. Uh, next, mm. we'll talk about The Crepes of Wrath, followed by Krusty Gets Busted, and then we're going to end with Some Enchanted Evening. We'll officially wrap up season one of The Simpsons. We'll move on to season two. Well, two of those are all-time classics. Absolutely. Any final thoughts before we wrap up, Dan? Uh, now, see, now you made it so it's, I got to do something. <laughs> I got a lot of and, spying to do. I still got a lot of spying to do. Uh, anyway, I could uh, eat a million girls. Could love a million girls. Sure. A Chinese girl? An Eskimo? A Finn? A, f a Finn? Finn from the Resistance? Finn Balor? Finn the Human? Yeah. The Human? <laughs> but yes, uh, 
yeah, decent episode, but again, once you start getting more relationship test episodes, you're just like, uh, I don't want to watch this anymore. But the other episodes in this season have some pretty decent stuff going on. So that wraps up this week's edition of the Stupid Sexy Podcast. Check us out on CKCC Radio. We're on Podbean. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple. And we are on Google. Lots of ways to watch. Check out our other shows, too, for more great content. Guess we'll see you guys next time on the Stupid Sexy Podcast. Feels like I'm podcasting nothing at all. <laughs>